0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
1: plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. Ninety-one percent of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's
0: the news. More Diet Coke <laughs> now. Wait, I, what is this? Is not Boar's Head. And now, handle on the News. Ladies and gentlemen, here's not Bill Handel. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app where if you miss a show live, you can catch up on demand. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Bill Handel's show, he's on vacation. Wayne Resnick here. Jennifer Jones Lee is here. Alex is here. Tyler is here, and we have to start off uh, by carrying over onto the air a discussion that was happening right before we came on the air, and it had to do with the origin of the phrase "Jim Dandy," because somebody on the show, uh, you know, we ask each other how you are and everything, and somebody on the show said "Jim Dandy," <laughs> and that got into some speculation about where does that even come from. And I am—I uh, don't know if I'm sad to announce, but I—it is my duty to announce that. Uh, the phrase Jim Dandy is canceled. Oh, what? Don't be saying Jim Dandy anymore. Why? Because although this is not 100% proven, experts agree that the phrase Jim Dandy, which we would say to mean like a okay. Mm hmm has its origins with a minstrel song from the mid-1800s called Dandy Jim of Caroline. This song, extremely racist, ah. sung by white people in blackface, oh, full of racial slurs and stereotypes. All right, fair enough.
2: That is a reason not to say it.
0: Bad news for the, the people who run that Jim Dandy fried chicken place.
2: That's what I was in looking LA. at. Yeah. There's also uh, Jim Dandy cleaners. Yeah. Someone wanted to know the
0: origin. Notice how I'm not naming names. I'm keeping everyone on the show safe.
2: I'm the news guy. I ask questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so good morning, everybody, whose name I mentioned. Good morning, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Thank you, everybody. That's all I ever wanted was my good mornings to be returned. Enough. uh, I almost said a really super bad word. Enough uh, malarkey. I'll say a different word. The other word ends in um, curry. There's a syllable before. Enough of that. Let's start Handle on the news. It's brought to you by the Lemon Law experts at Knight Law Group. If you think your car might be a lemon, call Knight Law Group at 844-43-LEMON. Lead story. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass did as she said she would and issued an emergency declaration around the homelessness issue. We will get into this in more depth at 7.50. What will this allow her to do? But unlike some people, I'm not going to deprive you, who were so nice to be here at the beginning of the show, I'm not going to deny you the information. It's going to allow, for example, spending city money on things without having to go through a competitive bidding process it's going to streamline acquisition of properties that the city might want to buy to be used for either shelter space or transitional housing or possibly even permanent housing it also puts everybody in the city government all particularly the heads of all the departments on notice that they better start coming up with some good ideas about what to do and There is certainly a a political element to it as well, because even though in one sense, it's not just symbolic because it does change city procedures to make things go faster. On the other hand, there is a symbolism to it as well, a way of saying, I really do take it seriously. I hope uh, that, I hope she's got some ideas that are not the same old ideas because we know the same old ideas have not worked And I also noticed something interesting that uh, the Bass administration is saying that this first push to get, I believe she wants to get 17,000 people off the streets in the first year. And that she believes that she can do this for under $100 million. Mm. But yesterday on this program, I revealed that in 2015, the Garcetti administration declared an emergency. And at that time, in 2015, the big financial component of it was 100 million dollars. Yeah. Now, Karen Bass must understand 100 million dollars today is not 100 million dollars seven years ago. So either listen, here's what's going to happen: she's either going to try, because I do, I think she's sincere. I think that yeah. she's um, honorable. Yeah. She's either going to try and fail as so many have before, which you won't even really be able to hold against her personally, or she's going to go down in history as the greatest mayor the city of Los Angeles has ever had. Which one will it be? I guess
2: maybe in a year we'll know if there's really 17,000 people off the street. And, you know, feel whatever way you want about her. But I would hope that the latter of your scenarios is the one that happens, because anybody who can fix the homeless situation, please have at it. Yeah. Give us your plans. All right. Uh, Remember Sam Bankman freed yesterday and we were talking about, oh, he's going to testify before Congress. He's the guy who is the, uh, you know, head of FTX. And now they're saying, oh, this guy built a crypto house of cards. But he said, hey, I'm willing to testify before Congress and I'm going to do it remotely. Sam Bankman Freed can't do that because he's a little tied up, literally, as he's in handcuffs right now after he was arrested in the Bahamas. This is on charges out of New York. But what this is, is the U.S. now wants to get him back to the United States as quickly as possible but this is all about diverting funds to his investment firm, Alameda Research, and it's all a matter of him taking your money, if you were an FTX investor, and putting it in things like real estate or political investments or whatever he deemed necessary.
0: It's a tale as old as time, True. except with a, with a newfangled sheen over it because it has to do with cryptocurrency, but it doesn't make it—it's still taking people's money— And then not doing with it what you said you would. That's all. And we're waiting for this indictment to be unsealed sometime this morning out of uh, New York. And then also the SEC separately is filing charges, although that's a civil action. And then apparently the rumors are there are other government agencies who are sharpening their knives to go after this guy. And he's playing it off like, I'm no crook. I'm just really, really, really
2: bad at my job. I should have. What did he say yesterday? I should have overseen things better or something, something really lame. Yeah. Today, thousands of guests will flock to the White House
0: as President Biden signs the Respect for Marriage Act. And unless, Jen, through news sources, you're getting
2: any leaks. They're teasing us about the musical entertainment. Yep. Nope. We have nothing. In fact, we did a little wake-up call poll as to whom it might be. Alex guessed Sam Smith. Uh, Tyler guessed uh, Christina Aguilera, and I went with Lady Gaga.
0: These are all excellent guesses.
2: Would you like am to? I, am
0: I re- am I required to guess? Yes, also? sir. Uh I, this is more of a wish than a guess. Oh, okay. I guess. But I think it would be very cool if, say, a Harry Styles showed up. Ooh. Yeah. Tyler, don't give me that look. Oh. He's touring. Well, he, he can, can fly on a private jet for one day. He won't. Fine. Dash my hopes. I hate you all. <laughs> Oh, it's not the only thing the Biden administration's up to right now.
2: Nope. He is forming an interagency group t- to come up with an anti Semitism strategy. And you've got a time when this anti Jewish sentiment seems to be heightened, but I feel like it's heightened again. We go in these waves where we'll have a real focus on anti Semitism, and a lot of people come up with great ideas. And then they put them into play. But it seems like that we keep getting these waves of attacks on Jewish people. Maybe this will be the thing that actually works. It's going to be the White House domestic policy and the National Security Councils that will come up with this group. And they're going to meet with community leaders and government officials and all of that to see if they can tackle anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial. I hope they can. It just feels like... I, I Wasn't it... Um, Benjamin Netanyahu, who said something like basically he threw his hands up. Yeah. Like this is this is always going to be a thing. Well, you're not going to look.
0: What are you going to do? What are you going to do to change the thinking? Of a person.
2: I don't know that you can as
0: a a government agency. What are you going to do? Here's the only thing you can do is once somebody crosses a line into a criminal act then you slam them. Yeah, yeah. And you do this with any kind of hate crime, whatever, not just anti-Semitism. And that's the only real thing a government can do, is say, look, we can't really stop, we certainly can't stop you from thinking what you think. And we can't really stop you from saying what you say, unless you get all the way to the point where somebody is inciting imminent lawlessness. But we can, once you've crossed a line and committed any kind of a crime, we can just grind you into dust with incredibly long prison terms. That's all. You have to decide what are the serious crimes in a society and what are not. And right now we're, we're, we're off kilter a lot in this society. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, okay, they're trying to do something. And speaking of hate crimes, the FBI has released the hate crime numbers for 2021, and there's almost no point in delving into them because the real story of the hate crime data for 2021 is how incomplete it is. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. The only law enforcement agencies that are required to report crime data are federal law enforcement agencies. So all of your PDs and your sheriff's office and your state police, they don't have to. So a lot of them don't. And Well, actually, here's what I want say. Prior to last year, most of them did. You had reporting statistics above 90% in 2020 from agencies. And then the FBI decided to change how you have to report the data. And they required a lot more granularity and a lot more detail when you report crime stats. For example, you have to report, and I'm just there's like, I don't know, 15 or 16 data points, but things like what was the relationship between the victim and the perpetrator of the crime? And all kinds of stuff like that. And so, and it's a completely new system with a new name it's no longer i forgot you know what i already forgot what it was called before but now it's called the (laughs) nibbers national incident based reporting system so here's the bottom line they made it they made it a lot it took a lot more it takes a lot more work to report the data that they want so a lot of agencies said well we don't have to report anything if we don't want to So why are we doing this? And so for 2021, hate crime data went from 93% reporting in 2020 to 65% of agencies reporting. So that was a bad, in my opinion, that was a bad move. Maybe there was a middle ground between what was being done and a little more granular data. They went too far. And now we're not getting enough data to really be able to conclude much of anything. Here's the thing, though, based on this woefully incomplete data nationally hate crimes went down but i think but it's also wildly incomplete because guess who didn't report it we didn't new york city los angeles miami major major cities are not part of this data that they're reporting
2: and if you don't get the information from the big boys where it can be argued that the majority of these crimes happen Mm-hmm. How can you possibly put any stock into these numbers? I feel like it was unnecessary for the FBI to release this because it wasn't complete.
0: Well, they release it and they tell you what percentage of agencies reported. I mean, they're not hiding anything about how incomplete it is. But my point is, there's really not that much. We could go through it. We could say, oh, of the hate crimes that were reported, 44.2% of them were intimidation crimes and 18.3% of them were aggravated assault crimes. Okay, but we also know we're working with very, very limited data. So I kind of do feel like what's the point of getting into it. And no, you can't put any stock into these numbers. You can't put any broth or consomme or bullion into these numbers. (laughs) None of the.
2: This is an incomplete soup. Yes. All right. uh, Oh, this guy. Did you watch the new video? Yeah. I watched it four times. I know. I told you I get down the rabbit hole and have no life. I repeat this over and over again, and I feel like I continue to prove my point. So four times last night, I watched this video that Kevin DeLeon released that he says shows the activist Jason Reedy punching him during an altercation. So during the whole thing where he went to the city council meeting and then he leaves and he's got the I'm sorry, into the uh, the toy giveaway and he's got the Santa hat on. And then there's the whole scene of the Santa hat falling off and him and Jason Reedy going to the ground, scuffling over it. I watched over and over again to see, can I say that I'm siding with Reedy or Kevin DeLeon on who started the fight first?
0: Well, it, the problem is that even, even Reedy's attorney says, yeah, that's right. Here's but, but here's what you see. You see
2: Reedy trying to get away from Kevin DeLeon after DeLeon grabbed him and threw him against the table. And here's, okay. So this new video shows Reedy, imagine, Chest to chest, Wayne and I are chest to chest, and we are yelling. <laughs> stop it, and we are yelling at each other in each other's faces, right? But pretend that I'm Jason Reedy, and my hands are up, mm-hmm. and there's Wayne with the Santa hat on, yelling back at me in my face, back and forth. Now the two of us are chest to chest. So who is bumping the other person the hardest? That's kind of what I see in this video. It does not show me necessarily. Who started it? It doesn't show me that either guy was better than the other guy. And you're right. All that I really ever see is Kevin DeLeon pushing him on the table and the two of them going to the ground because of all of the people that are in front of this new video. So, Kevin DeLeon, I don't know that it really did much for you after four watches.
0: He just won't. He won't accept responsibility for anything. He was wearing a Santa hat. You know, I know what the big difference between. Kevin DeLeon and Santa is. Oh, if Santa was caught on tape talking with the elves about how to give the black kids worse toys, <gasps> Santa would resign.
2: He's here all week and next week, everybody. Hey, um, I just got some breaking sports news. Um, so do you remember that Coach Mike Leak of Mississippi State was... Uh, all we knew that he had some health issues. He just died at the age of 61. Um, that's according to a statement from his family. He was at Mississippi State a long time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, say all that it says was that he was taken from Starkville, Mississippi to the University of Mississippi Med Center on Sunday and had a personal health issue. He did have pneumonia late in the season, mm. coughing uncontrollably at times during some news conferences, but people who worked with him said he seemed to be getting better. And I guess uh, even before official word of his death came out, Texas Tech Athletics honored Leach on the end zone scoreboard at Jones at and Stadium with his image and the words, swing your sword displayed on the big screen. Anyway, Mike Leach dead at the age of 61.
0: Mm. Not dead. Gil Cedillo's ego. Gil Cedillo, who lost the primary race to keep his city council seat, who then was part of the infamous discussion that leaked with the racism and all that stuff. And who is no longer on the city council took the opportunity to issue a three page letter defending his decision not to resign. He's proud that he did not resign when it came out that he was talking trash Mm -hmm. as if this is going to help him. Hey, look, you know, I talked. First of all, you know that I became such a bad city council person that I couldn't win a primary for my reelection. And then, you know, I was talking about gerrymandering the city to cut out uh, the, the not letting basically not letting black people have their fair share of representation. But when that all happened, look at me, I didn't resign. So aren't I great? I think that I, I I'm starting to really think that there's something with with a lot of politicians, not all politicians, absolutely not all. There's a certain kind of politician uh, who is operating under a severe mental illness. And I'm not sure if it's like man of La Mancha syndrome, but these like I look at this and I think you are completely divorced from reality. If you think anybody wants to see your three-page letter in order to somehow change change how we feel about you and what you've done and what you've said.
2: I but read a, I read a study on that Wayne it's called Egotitis. Uh. <laughs> Apparently there's no cure. Uh no, there's definitely no cure. <laughs> oh man, this makes me nervous. Just because I am a huge fan and who's not of P22? sometimes call him the Hollywood cat, the famed mountain lion caught by wildlife. And I thought what was cool, though, about this is um, so the wildlife officials who took P-22 uh, into custody, or I don't know how you say it, who got him anyway, uh, he's fine. By the way, he's just under evaluation at this point, but he is accused of attacking two dogs recently who were out on walks. But he had his GPS car look, collar on and they were able to track him to the backyard of this uh, Los Feliz home. And this woman said she got a knock on the door and they were like, hey, yeah, uh, we're out looking for a big cat. And she said, I knew that meant P-22 was in my backyard. And so what they're gonna do though is take him in for evaluation because sometimes when there are these kinds of attacks in an older cat, that shows that they're having some sort of medical distress. And that's why they're going after these. So, you know, it's kind of like as we get older, sometimes we get a little more aggressive and sometimes we lash out a little more than we might have when we were a little bit younger. So same thing. So they're going to look at P-22 and um, I just hope that they can figure out what's wrong and that they can help him maybe release him back into the wild or at least keep him somehow safe. I want to say something about the woman whose house P-22 was was,
0: uh, captured at. Yeah. I'm not going to say her name. It's in the article, but I because of what I'm going to say. Okay. And it's just, it's just, it's not, I'm not even criticizing her. It's just funny to me. So this event happens at your house where wildlife shows up. They say, Hey, a P22s in your backyard. We got to get him. And then she was talking to, uh, to, uh, I, I guess, KTLA about it. And she says, Oh, it's such an LA moment. <laughs> wait, wait, that's not even the funny part. It's way better than like the finale of White Lotus was so (laughs) disappointing, but today kind of made up for it. I was bummed because my TV show didn't turn out nicely. But then, but then a mountain lion was in my backyard. It makes it up. The, The equivalencies are so weird to me. Disappointing TV finale over here. Mountain lion in my backyard over here. And all she works all works out. And she
2: got her 15 minutes of fame.
0: I guess so. For having a backyard. <laughs> I mean, that's her accomplishment. Yes. Is she has a house with a backyard that P22 liked. Oh, we're waiting for this big announcement. Um, energy secretary Jennifer Granholm's going to announce a major scientific breakthrough. And this is all about trying to find a way to make energy that does not pollute the environment that is sustainable and that does not create radiation and this is we are we are decades away from this being a daily thing however researchers have been able to use fusion to create more energy than it took to make the fusion reaction I mean, you can make fusion, you hit hydrogen uh, atoms with a ton of force, you mash them together. That's what you do with, it. you say, you come here. Bah! And then they wow. turn into helium, I think, which releases uh, heat and energy. But the problem is you have to do so much of this, bah! and then a lot of times you get blah.
2: Okay, this like, is the best worked. report ever. it
0: worked. You smashed them together and it released energy. But the amount of energy you use to smash them is 10 times the amount of energy that was released. So you can't do anything with that.
2: I'm sorry. I got nothing out of that last sentence because there were no sound effects.
0: Oh, well, in any event. Just saying. So this time they were able net energy gain from a fusion reaction. And it's the beginning of being able to figure out how to do it reliably and how to scale it up. And you know what? In 100 years, your house may be running off of clean, renewable fusion, which does not create any radioactive waste like a quote nuclear energy. I mean, it'll be it'll be the house you used to live in when you were alive. Because it's 100 years from now, you're not gonna be living in that house, but the house might be there and somebody in it will be enjoying fusion energy.
2: Well, California is gonna get about $500 million as part of a multi-state settlement against Walgreens. For its role in the opioid epidemic, the total amount of this settlement was $5.7 billion. A similar settlement involving Walmart was announced in November. So this is just kind of the second portion of it.
0: And speaking of uh, California and health-related things, the ban on flavored tobacco will stand after an attempt to get the Supreme Court involved failed. The Supreme Court said, we are not interested in this. Thank you very much. You later. We have we we have we have a panoply of civil rights to get to overturning. <laughs> so we don't have time for your flavored tobacco ban in California. The uh the cigarette companies of course they don't like this ban. You remember what happened? So the the Sacramento passed the law no flavored tobacco cuz the kiddies are smoking, right? And then the tobacco companies got together and they got onto the ballot, a ballot initiative so that we could vote directly on whether we wanted to have the ban that the legislature passed or we didn't want to have the ban. And an overwhelming majority of people said, we like the ban. Thank you very much. So sometimes they're questions you shouldn't ask.
2: The companies I was reading this stat say that the menthol cigarette makes up a third of the market in California. Yes. So you can see why they'd fight so hard, but you're absolutely right. Just keep it. But the people the, the, the point keep is the, the tide of the people is against them. <laughs> yes. All right, uh, a person's choice to decline vaccinations does not outweigh public health and safety requirements, according to a judge in Montana when it comes to the choice of vaccines and COVID-19 and whether or not your an employer and many healthcare facilities can or cannot discriminate against workers by requiring them to be vaccinated against things like COVID, this judge says, nope, you can.
0: Yes, because Montana passed a law that would make it illegal to basically to require somebody to get a COVID vaccine, even in a healthcare facility. And so some people sued and said, "Uh, there's a little thing called the Americans with Disabilities Act I go into a clinic or I go into a hospital, let's say I'm immunocompromised and here's some person not vaccinated treating me, you're putting me at grave risk. And the judge agreed with that argument. Oh, this study finds a correlation between the amount of time your preteen spends looking at their phone or their tablet and their odds of developing obsessive compulsive disorder. But once again, this is not about causation, this is about association and what they did, they found that um, it started with a survey where they asked uh, over 9,000 pre-teenagers, 9 and 10, how much time do you spend on different kinds of platforms? And then they followed up and 4.4% of them had developed new onset OCD. And that was skewed towards the ones who had reported more screen time. So as always with these studies, it's is the screen time causing something to happen or is it that someone whatever about them makes them more prone to develop OCD also makes them more prone to have more
2: screen time? We don't know. All right. Uh, today you might see a big gathering in downtown LA outside the courthouse. Uh, the gathering for justice group along with Southern Black Girls and the Women's Consortium, Second Call Homies Unidos, Take Charge Inc. and Community X Inc. Don't forget, Timed On. Uh, They are all supporting Megan Thee Stallion, who will be in court today to testify against Tory Lanez, the rapper, who apparently shot her while the two of them had an argument riding in an SUV recently. And... I don't really know. I mean, other than it's just wonderful that they want to support somebody. I think that's great. But um, why why she needs all the support and other than they hope that they that she sees them when they're going. She's going into the courthouse. Yeah. Oh, no, she doesn't
0: need the support. This is just celebrity watching. I was wondering if, yeah, that was the case. Yeah, this is just celebrity watching. People love Megan Thee Stallion. I don't know if
2: they love Tory Lanez so much. no. Anybody who shoots somebody else.
1: Eh.
2: Well, (laughs) Twitter
0: had a trust and safety council. It was an advisory group about 100 independent separate organizations, human rights organizations, civil rights organizations. And it would just give Twitter advice about how best to deal with things like hate speech. Suicide talk, self-harm on the platform, child exploitation. And they were supposed to meet yesterday with uh, Twitter representatives. But right before the meeting, they were informed through an email that the Trust and Safety Council is no more. It has been dissolved. And uh, Elon Musk says, we're going to find a a better way to deal with these issues. He is really pan. (laughs) He is so pandering to the Pepe the Frog crowd. It's unbelievable how much he is narrow casting to a particular group.
2: Oh, are you one of the lucky? Uh, I'm going to do it just because it's news. So I'm going to do it. All right. You can shake off all the disdain that you had from last time around. If you didn't get tickets to the Taylor Swift concert, the era's tour, Fans get another chance today. So some Taylor Swift fans have been notified that they can try and get tickets to the Eras Tour. This notice that they got says those who got the email were identified as a fan who received a boost during the verified fan presale, but did not purchase tickets. It also reads, we apologize for the difficulties you may have experienced and have been asked by Taylor's team to create this additional opportunity for you to purchase tickets, which also might read or else she would sue us xoxo no i'm yeah. kidding
1: <laughs>
2: hey you were making a face i just want to make sure the face
0: you were making was not an anti-taylor swift face
2: oh 100 you didn't know oh. that i'm not a oh i'm not a swifty it's
0: fisticuffs time now i, I can't i will see, i will i will see you in the parking lot after the show can we
2: talk about a hit no, song we that, cannot that oh. has this Hold on, this part. Break, 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 break And then we're going to fake, 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 fake. Shake, 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 shake. I mean, that is quality songwriting. It's
1: me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me.
2: <laughs> Was that directed at me?
0: <gasps> you, are, you are so lucky that we're out of time. Because you would be now getting a stern lecture about why Taylor Swift is actually one of the finest popular music artists that has ever existed oh she's and probably the thing a thing that you're person. objecting to the thing that you're objecting to I don't know why it's hitting you wrong but it's
2: quintessential pop craft oh that- it is she's brilliant I've always said this is a brilliant businesswoman and I'll even give her like the one that Tyler just played. I give her kudos for songwriting on that one. And all of that, but man, I don't even know shake who shake it are off. Anymore. Blah. 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 All right. We have to get
0: some news from uh Jennifer Jones Lee, <laughs> who needs uh music education. And Blah. then uh FTX, man. FTX in the toilet, and everything that's happening to those people. It's KFI M640 Live Everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.